Hi, welcome to this week's edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap this week, I've got an avid hot rod builder, as well as a food service consultant with over 35 years of design and operations experience, whose firm just went through a major rebranding. Please welcome to the show the managing member and executive principal of Young Crusoe, Mr. Steve Young. Hi, Steve. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you I'm for doing, inviting me. I am doing great today. It's sunshine and it couldn't be a better day. Um, I see you must be in your office in uh, Denver. Is that correct? It is. It is in Denver, just to the south. And are you uh, uh, been back in the office for a while or... So we're, you know, Michael and I, when we took over the business, we thought about, you know, it would be really fun for the employees to have this possibility of remote or working in the office. So COVID kind of pushed us quicker into that okay. scenario. So everybody we, has we, the option. They do. Wow. And so we put it put technology at home and in the office place. So we have the op- opportunity of both. Nice. Well, to get things started, really, I, I want to start from the beginning, and that's kind of just tell me how you got your start in food service consulting. What, where did you, what's your background, and how did you get your, your feet wet, essentially, being a food service consultant? Absolutely. Thanks for asking. So, so I have a degree in architecture. I, I went to school thinking I was going to get out of school, build homes, uh, you know, design and build homes. And so... When I got out of school, I worked for an architect right off the bat and did renderings and detail, that kind of stuff. And the university approached me and they said, there's some folks in the food service industry looking for some designers. Would you be interested? And I said, well, yeah, let's figure it out and see what it looks like. And so I interviewed to a a local firm here in Colorado and got the job right off the bat. And it was so much fun. I thought, well, this will this will be a neat like transition point for you know a couple of weeks till I find a real architectural <laughs> job. But seriously, 30, 35 years later, and you know, literally thousands of projects all over the world. I, I couldn't be more pleased to be in this industry. That's amazing. Now, with you and your in your background, is there any specific segments or parts of the industry that you focus in on more? I know Young Caruso does a lot of different types of events, but is there anything you guys focus in on more than others? So, you know, early early on when I joined Bill, Bill was working on mostly sports and entertainment. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of our mainstay. And we looked around and branched out and thought, you know, it makes a difference being more diverse. So we touch everything food, you know, from restaurants to resort hotels to healthcare to correctional industries and, you know, again, sports and entertainment. And, you know, honestly, there's a fun part or fun aspect of each one of those. What, What I like in a project is complication, you know, one, meeting the client and, and getting to know them and listening to them and understand what their vision is. And then how can we make that happen? And the more complicated the project, really, the more fun it is to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, you mentioned Bill Caruso, and, and obviously he's semi-retired now at this point or trying to retire, uh, which he's been stating yeah. for a few years now as well. But you guys have gone through a major rebranding with, with you and um, and Bill and, and Steve and everybody else. What what? How has that transition been, and what do you see the future of Young Caruso looking like? So let's talk about the transition. Bill, um, 
absolutely is so involved in the industry, as you know, yeah. you know, past presidents and being president of FCSR. Sure. And I, I think he'll always be involved because he's, you know, the face of the industry. Yeah. But, um, but it, he's at a point that he wants to do some other things. He's built a home down south in Mexico sure. and like would like to kind of go back and forth. And he approached Michael and I, you know, would we be interested in taking over the business? It was a, a fun transition. But as, as Michael and I took it over, we, we kind of stood back and looked at the industry, you know, for, with fresh eyes. And just how could we be the best of the best? And what would make a difference in the industry? And I spoke about it earlier with you that we, we believe that, you know, the industry really has a place. And, and it will always have a place. But how could we make it better than it has been in the past? And one of those things I believe is collaboration with other consultants. Sure. And because we want to know it all, but in fact, we don't always know it all. And maybe another consultant has been in that, you know, pickle or that uh, problem and solved it in a, in a good way. Yeah. Why not reach out and collaborate with them to to solve some of these things. And I, I believe in the, the end result is even a better product. I, I agree. And it's, uh, you know, I've been involved with FCSI for a number of years now, and it's it's really encouraging. Over, I would say, the last six to seven years, I've seen the mm -hmm. collaborations really start to happen a lot between firms. And honestly, you know, in my early days of FCSI, you didn't see that at all. Everybody kind of held their own little things tightly to, you know, their, their secrets and everything tightly to themselves. And, and they didn't believe in sharing anything secret wise with other firms because they were afraid somebody would either steal clients or steal employees or whatever. Um, but that's obviously changed in the last five to seven years. And it's really encouraging to see it. And I think the younger generations that come along um, are even more open than, than other generations before, as far as saying, Hey, there's enough business out there. I'll share what I know. You share what you know, and may the best man win. And and, and if we don't win, maybe we can do it together. So I think that's a, a fantastic way to look at life as well. T so tell me, you've been doing this for a number of years now. What's a favorite or one of the most memorable projects that you've personally worked on? When I think about the favorite ones, it's it's generally like the most complicated ones, you know. And and some of, some of the ones that come to mind would be. We're just finishing up uh, two mega hospitals in Singapore. One's 2,700 beds, the other one's 1,000 beds. But the cool thing about them is their budget is in the billions of dollars. And additionally, their menu is literally hundreds of items. And they came to us, they looked all over the world, and they came to us because they knew we could solve it. They knew we knew Cook Chill. They knew we knew Meal on Demand from a patient standpoint. And they also knew that we could solve complicated matters. And so, you know, the kitchens are large. One yeah. of them is 45,000 square feet, for, in, wow. for instance. It serves this 2,700 beds. But we introduced Cook Chill because they were not doing that. We worked it around their complicated menus. We introduced AGVs, which are automatic guidance vehicles. So their, the distribution of meals goes from the kitchen to the patients. You know, with these uh, kind of robot <laughs> meal service, yeah, it, those, those kind of projects are terribly fun. Yeah, I can only imagine. I, and I have not been in a hospital 
like that before where I still have a hard time wrapping my head around a machine delivering my food to me. Uh, but I think it's, when I do see it, I think it's very cool. So, so I read a little bit about your bio, and it says you're an avid hot rod builder, which I, I'm a, a, a big lover of uh, old hot rods. Tell me about the builds that you've done that you've actually finished versus the hot rod builds that you've started. Because I know usually there's a little bit of both of those with everybody. So, <laughs> well, well, first of all, but I'm lucky that I have a wonderful partner and wife that puts up with this, you know, because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it, it takes some time and money. Yes. And you, have, you tend to have these unfinished projects, yes. you know, in the shop that they'll, you know, she'll say, well, what are you going to do with this one? Is it going to stay there for a while? <laughs> you know, but, but it, it is, and it's been ex- exponentially fun during this kind of COVID condition sure. that we've been in because I've been able to hang out with her and work on these cars. And then our, you know, my buddies, we're not having shows and things like that. Yeah. We're doing, we're doing cruises. So, you know, when there's somebody's birthday or somebody is having a downtime, you know, we'll drive by. There'll be, you know, hundreds of us parading by and just showing off. Nice. What, what is your current car that you're driving around for those cruises? So I, I have a 1940 uh, Ford Deluxe. And, really? Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a fun car. Yeah. I, the reason I ask is I, I don't have it any longer, but uh, I used to have a 1950 Mercury. Lead, oh, a lead sled that was shaved in, and uh, oh. it, was, it was very, very fun. Um, we, we held it for a, a few years, did a lot of shows, did some cruises and such, and and, there, that, that, and the reason I ask about whether you've had them done or how many projects are still in works is I've been around that industry enough to know, talking to all the guys that do that, that if you're an average hot rod builder, you've got those that are sitting there going, what am I going to do with this next? And then you've got the other ones that you love that you're done. It, do. So what is, and maybe it's a current one, but what, what is the favorite you've ever built? The favorite? Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, I was thinking about that the other day because I don't tend to keep the cars forever. You know, yeah. I'll build them and it, it's kind of perpetual. You use the, the proceeds off of that car to buy the next car or parts, you know. Yep. But, but probably uh, I, I ran into this family that they had a car that they wanted to sell back in Missouri. And, you know, they had a few pictures of it. But when I showed up, it was a beautiful 1927 uh, Model T Ford, and I don't know if you've driven the Model Ts, but they're yeah. so much fun. The pedals are, everything is totally different than it is today. You know, the gas is on the steering wheel. There's three pedals on the floor, and they're not like the three pedals of today. Right. But they were so funny. They, you know, it, it was very original, but it needed restoration. Sure. And and so they begged me to not make it into a hot rod. Because <laughs> they knew that that's what I did, you know. Yeah. And oh my! I went across the country, picked it up, drug it across the, drug it back home, and I had this quick little conversation with Sherry, and she said, "You got to just restore it originally." Yeah. And we did, and it's so much fun. I'll have to send you a picture of it. It's just. Uh, no, I've never. I've sat in one, but I've never had the opportunity to actually drive one. But I've seen a couple of them at the shows, and they really are. Uh, something to see if you've never seen one in person um, to give you an idea where it started from. It's pretty amazing. So, uh-huh. so let me ask you this. If you were not a food service consultant, 
what would you what would you be doing for a living? Probably architecture. Architecture. Yes, okay. I I truly love you know the the built environment, and I, I think because of that background, yeah. it meshed so well with with this industry from a design standpoint, mm -hmm. because I can visualize you know what it's going to be like and describe that to the to the client but there's so many cool um you know electronic platforms that we use today internally to to do this imaging that we used to do so much by hand yeah but it, it lets you do so much more from an illustrative standpoint yeah i agree that's probably what is your, when you get started with a project today what is your method of madness of working are you a sketch it first? Are you a computer first? Or how, how, what do you do as far as the, the project start? Funny way, it's, it's evolved. You know, when, when I first started in the business, we were doing, we had computers and we were drawing. Remember drawing with pen and ink? But it evolved into computers and very much so I embraced that whole idea because I loved it. Yeah. So even today, you know, as I start a project, it's a combination of, drawing doing sketches by hand really quick and putting them in the computer and there's some cool like three-dimensional platforms that you can draw sure. really fast with like sketchup is a great example mm -hmm. and it, it allows you to do imaging in a three-dimensional form very very fast as you as you sketch things out yeah well that's all the questions i've got today um but i do before we let you go i do want to do a little uh a little fun exercise with you I've got a series of questions from the Would You Rather series, and um, so what I'd like to do is just go through these, and, and they're 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 kind of crazy, and they're they're nothing important in them whatsoever. But I, it will give us a little peek into the uh, personality behind Mr. Steve Young here. So, if are you game for that? Oh yes, absolutely. Right. So, to start with, would you rather be covered in snakes or be covered in bees? Oh my goodness. And this is the beginning. Huh? Yes, yes. I think snakes. Snakes. It's right. probably less painful, yeah. <laughs> be able to sing or be able to dance? Dance. Would you rather own a restaurant or own a dollar store? A restaurant for okay. sure. Would you rather give up TV for a year or give up the internet for a year? TV. Okay. I love, love the internet. Would you rather be able to teleport anywhere in the world or be able to read minds? <laughs> read minds would be fun. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather have all the traffic lights you approach turn green or never have to stand in line again? The traffic lights for sure. Okay. Would you rather see your future or fix your past? Oh, my goodness. I, I think see the future. Okay. Would you rather have unlimited first-class plane tickets or never have to pay for food at restaurants? <laughs> oh, I love first-class. Okay. But I love, I love to eat, you know. <laughs> That's more, that is my passion is, is the restaurant. So I think the restaurant. So you're going to eat for free the rest of your life. All right. Forever, Yep. Would you rather only be able to use a fork and no spoon or a spoon and no fork for the rest of your life? The fork for sure. Okay. Would you rather be an unknown superhero or a famous villain? Unknown superhero. 
All right. And the last one. Would you rather fight a duck the size of a horse or 100 horses the size of a duck? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love the, the small horse idea. That, okay. That's cool. So 100, duck, yeah. or 100 horses the size of a duck. Yes. All right, perfect. Perfect. Well, hey, tell me, um, how can people get a hold of you or, or get more in touch with you or the, the firm Young Caruso? Absolutely, just log on to Young Caruso. Hopefully, we'll come up pretty quick on the on the search. Well, that wraps up this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI. If you enjoyed today's episode, help us spread the word. Make sure to like and subscribe our channel. And check back next week when we interview another FCSI consultant member. But until then, cheers. Cheers.